Turn to M3 and Karen B for this week's episode of Comply on the Fly. You'll get quick and timely answers to the most common employee benefits compliance questions so you and your business can keep moving ahead. Please note this podcast and the contents herein do not constitute legal advice. Seek the advice of counsel for any benefit compliance related implementation, guidance, or strategy. Hello, everyone. I'm Karen B., and the Comply on the Fly question of the week is What are the notices I should include in my open enrollment materials, and can I deliver them electronically? Notices, 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 always notices. I wish I had an easy button for all the notices that you have to provide, but hopefully this will help. What I want to boil down for you today is what you need to include during open enrollment and how. So here are the notices that should be in your enrollment materials. When I think of enrollment materials, I think of new enrollments, those people who are new and eligible for benefits, and your open enrollment materials. Think of it this way, anytime you give somebody the opportunity to enroll in your benefits, you are giving materials to them. And if you're doing so, these notices should be included. So for sure, these three should be in your enrollment materials, both initial and open enrollment. The HIPAA notice of special enrollment, that is a very short notice that tells people if they get married, have a baby, adopt, or lose other coverage, they do have an opportunity to come onto your plan mid-year. The Women's Health and Cancer Rights Act notice, or WHCRA, and of course the Medicare Part D creditable coverage notice. Now, as you know, that MedD notice has to be provided annually prior to October 15th. However, it does also need to be in your enrollment materials. So make sure that that's in there as well. Optional notices that you can include in your annual open enrollment materials would be CHIPRA, Children's Health Insurance Protection Rights Act notice, the HIPAA notice of privacy practices. Now, just remember that that notice you're only required to provide if you have self-funded plans, self-funded medical, self-funded dental, HRAs, or medical FSAs. Those are all considered self-funded, and you have the HIPAA obligation for those plans. So if you do have self-funded plans, you do have to provide that HIPAA notice of privacy practices when people first enroll and then once every three years. Most employers just consider it easier to put in their annual open enrollment materials and then they have themselves covered. You're also required to provide a notice of grandfathered status. Not a whole lot of plans are still grandfathered under the ACA, but if you are, you do have to let people know. The patient protections, choice of provider disclosure, and the newborns act. Those three that I just mentioned generally speaking, are in your plan document that you receive from the carrier or your third-party administrator. If they are in the plan document, you do not need to provide them separately. So I would suggest that you double-check and make sure um, that those are in your plan document. Then, of course, you're probably asking, well, how do I provide these notices? So, of course, we know hand delivery. It used to be that people would hand over packets of information, packets of paper, and, of course, that is A-OK. Mailing, you can mail these documents if you want to. However, most questions center around electronic delivery these days. You still do have to follow the DOL, Department of Labor Electronic Delivery Requirements, 
that works for those of you that employ people that use a computer as part of their job duties. You can email the notices either in the body of an email or as an attachment, or you can post the notices. But regardless of how you electronically do it, if you include these notices as part of a benefit guide or a booklet, which a lot of people do, please send an email or notice telling people where to find these notices. Don't just simply send the booklet and never tell people that the notices are included. Call out the fact that these notices are in the booklet. We have the special enrollment notice. We have the WHCRA so that there's no question that people have been provided at least the opportunity to access those notices. Just remember that when you're providing notices, your guiding principle should be the ERISA requirement that no matter what delivery method you have chosen, it should be a method that, are you ready, is reasonably calculated to ensure actual receipt of the material that is likely to result in full distribution. That should be your mantra anytime you are providing these required notices. And that is our Comply on the Fly. Thanks for tuning in. What's on your mind? If you have a pressing compliance question, send it to askkarenb at m3ins.com. We'll do our best to cover it in an upcoming episode of Comply on the Fly. Make sure to tune in next week and encourage others to join us.